0: Heyo, I have a fun treat for you guys today. I am bringing on Erica Diaz Castro from Her Renewed Strength. And Erica is a student of mine. She's gone through the courses. We've done coaching together. You guys can actually go and listen to her success story on episode 548 here on the podcast where she and a few of the other podcast of profit grads kind of shared their crazy increase in revenue, and their explosive podcast downloads. That's episode 548. But today, Erica is actually here to share with you her area of expertise, which is time management and biblical mindset for anxious, overwhelmed Christian women. Skeet! How many of you does that define? (laughs) And we actually went into three specific anxiety triggers that we face as anxious overwhelmed christian women you know what i mean and how to navigate them so i know that this content and today's conversation is going to bless you you're going to need a notebook and pen you're going to need a nice hot cup of coffee because we are about to go deep hey friend do you want to grow your online business and actually make more money are you sick of feeling pressure to constantly show up on social media Want to learn how I did it? Go refill your iced coffee, because I'm about to teach you how to take your online business to the next level, with God at the center of it all. I pray this blesses you. Let's get it. Hello, Erica. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Oh, well, hello. Thank you. Oh,
0: wow. You guys, Erica is just one of my favorite people. Man, so many things to say about you, but you know you are somebody who 100% knows who you are. You do not deviate from God's truth over your life. You stand steadfast in the things that he's freed you from that you're called to help other women with. And you're just this like loyal, like, I, like, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Like, you're like my homie. I'm like, mm-hmm. Erica Diaz Castro and I like, like we ride, you know, we ride deep, yo. Like that's mm. how I feel about Erica. <laughs> Call her. She'd have my back 100% of the time, you know? It's hilarious. It is. So that's her, like, as far as what I really feel about you. But that's right. as far as what you do, tell everybody mm. a little bit about Erica, what you do and who mm. you help.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I refer to myself as your Jesus loving Puerto Rican life coach. And I think that says it all. You know, I love Jesus. I am a fully different person after encountering him. And my goodness, you know, people who know me, who have known me will tell you, my mom is like the top person. She's like, you are not the same person who you yeah. used to be. Yeah. And thank God for that, you know? Yeah, I think so many of us, hold on to bits and pieces of ourselves that we find comfort in even after coming to know the lord and he's he's sanctifying us daily you know and it's uh it is a process but you don't have to drag out that process just because there's um a little bit of comfort still in in the ways that you used to go about things so you know i would say that every day i ask the lord how do you want me to do this today? What do you want me to focus on? Even this morning in my journal, I was like, I didn't schedule my week yet because my child is sick and I don't know what you want me to focus on. So mm-hmm. tell me what you want me to focus on. Cause I'm feeling like I have an idea, but I also have a feeling that's not what you want me to do. And, um, yeah, so I help women with time management and developing a biblical mindset. I serve anxious, overwhelmed christian women and they're primarily anxious about time and getting things done so you know i've walked through that i i still walk through anxiety sometimes you know we all have our worries and the things that trigger those worries so that's what i do
0: that's so good and i just there was something that you brought up about like this former version of yourself and that you're not who you used to be Mm -hmm. and i was in scripture this morning and like this thing just like hit me so hard that the entire world and us and our lives and everything that our kids walk through and our businesses, like the entire threat of everything is redemption. Hmm. And I'm over here. Like I'm the same as you. Like I- I've been made completely new. Like I've been redeemed. My life's been redeemed. Those anxiety attacks I used to have have been redeemed. The business mm-hmm. has been redeemed. And I'm just sitting here thinking like thinking of these women who are listening to us today and wondering, like, what's their redemption story when it comes to the beautiful gift that you're going to give us today? Because I know so many of them, Erica, are praying for their redemption in time management, in not running around with a hundred million things to do and no idea what to focus on. They're highly anxious. Many of them are. You know, over functioning and overachieving, highly ambitious women who are running online businesses. They have the kids. We love Jesus. We have all of these beautiful things. But why can't we just be at peace? What is this inner turmoil going on in our lives that's keeping us from inner peace and being able to even ask God that question that you asked him this morning? What do you want me to focus on? Mm -hmm. And letting that just be the answer, whatever it is, like, why? Let's start there. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think we have to get on the same page about what anxiety is, right? Because Mm -hmm. some people call things different words, but they mean the same thing. And really, we're just talking about worry about things that hasn't that haven't happened yet right so we do things to protect ourselves and to feel safe which can include trying to remain in control and you know trying to do things in our own strength because we trust ourselves we trust yeah. that we wouldn't intentionally harm ourselves and i think so many of us are struggling myself included with really being filled with peace because we're only trusting in ourselves. We have all these trust issues with people around us that we project that onto the Lord and think that he's not gonna come through for us in the way that other people haven't come through. Uh And even in our own experiences with ourselves, right? Like if we have let ourselves down, then we're trying not to repeat that mistake. We're trying not to do the thing that we are guilty of having already done. And there's this constant rehashing in our minds that happens whether we are aware of it or not. And it's just trying to do the thing that will keep us from harm.
0: Right. Yeah. So, so we're taking onto our own shoulders that we can keep ourselves safe. We can keep Mm -hmm. ourselves from, or, or we can even like control this outcome, unforeseeable outcomes of everything in our lives. Like (gasps) no wonder that's such a heavy weight to bear. Oh my goodness. Yes. Cause how on earth do we handle the fears of the world? raising children, trying to find success and make money in business Mm -hmm. and, uh, stay true to God and have time with him and grow in our marriages and keep like, there's so much pressure. I think that we put on ourselves Mm -hmm. that we're cracking, Mm -hmm. we're cracking and we label it anxiety, worry, or any other mental health issue that comes along with, I'm literally cracking under Mm -hmm. this pressure. Yeah. So what is, what are the triggers, I guess, that get us to this place, Erica, of like, I'm breaking, I'm cracking. Like this anxiety is so much to bear. Let's talk about what that looks like.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I work with highly creative, highly ambitious women, and they tend to notice the anxiety after it manifests physically. Mm -hmm. So When I'm working with women and also reflecting on my own experiences, there are three-ish that I can identify consistently. And one is fear of the unknown, right? Like so many of us just want to know what the next step is. We want to know how to prepare and do the thing that the Lord is leading us to do. And until we do know what those steps are, we don't feel safe right? So there's all this worry. I don't know what's going to happen. How do I know what it's going to look like? How much time is it going to take? How's it going to affect my family? Am I going to sleep? Am I going to be healthy? Am I not? Am I going to last, right? Like, am I going to die? Like, we ultimately think that everything could lead to our own demise. And if you just stop and say that out loud, you have to, I hope you remember that Jesus conquered death. So even Mm -hmm. the, the worst that could happen is not even the worst, right? It's
0: the best. (laughs) <laughs> word I'm You just get to looking see them. out the window. I'm like, Lord, when are you saving me today? Like,
1: seriously. Sometimes I'm like, I know, I know that this is not. This ain't it.
0: This ain't it. It's so true. Yeah. And so then fear of the unknown. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
1: Fear of the unknown will lead you to just imagine a, a ton of crazy things, right. right? If you have children, you know, and mostly y'all have children. So your t- your children tell you crazy stories that they have invented in their minds. You do the same thing and then you rationalize it. Mm. And then you make sense of it or you try at the cost of everything around you, your peace.
0: Yeah, absolutely, you know? yeah, fear of the unknown. I know that one for me is, and I think looking to, as you inventory this one, like fear of the unknown, where is your, where are you fixated the most in your mm. fear? You
1: mm-hmm. know,
0: like, so for me, when I a- ask that question, it's typically like, oh, my kids, like, I'm not worried about, I've I've done surrendered the business, I've surrendered money, everything's great, but like my kids, and it's like, that's where my fear will fixate. Mm-hmm. And so it brings me a lot to this fear of the unknown point mm-hmm. because I guess what it comes down to for me, Erica, is like, I can't control their outcome. You know, we can control the outcome of ourselves so often, Mm -hmm. but controlling the outcome of something, someone else or something where someone else is involved becomes so difficult. And that's where we're really tested, I think, Mm
1: -hmm. to lean
0: into walking by faith and letting God take control, Mm -hmm. especially in those in those areas where you literally can't control that outcome, even if you wanted to. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that leads me to the second one, actually, because you can try to do everything as the right parent or the business owner or the wife or whoever. Right. And then there's more fear that comes up. You get worried about failing. All your efforts are going to lead to poop. Yep. Right. And, you know, there's several roots of of this. It could be comparison. It could be poor self-esteem. It could be trauma. Right. And that's not even something that I go into with people because I'm not qualified. But Ultimately, this fear of failure is fear that your efforts will not produce anything good, that they will be in vain, and even that they might harm other people, right? How many times have you sat with your children and watched them do something and you're like, I want you to explore, but I don't want you to break your arm. Which do I choose right now? You know?
0: Mm. Yeah, That makes so much sense. And another one that came up for me, as you said, that was maybe pride as being a root. Mm. You know, because there's so much of this. So, looking at if you have wor- worry and anxiety about failing, starting to ask God to reveal why.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, because you know, for me, it was more so a pride thing. But I think for some other people listening, maybe it's the trauma, maybe it's the comparison, maybe it's the I'm the I'm not enough or the worthlessness. Those feelings. Mm-hmm. Everyone listening has a different reason that you're afraid of failure. But mm-hmm. as soon as you know it. I can immediately spot when I'm being prideful immediately, and it's so mm. much easier for me to surrender it right then and there and capture it. I think one of the enemy's greatest deceptions is hiding the root from you. Mm. I don't want you to know why you're afraid of failure because then you can't move past it that's right, so our knowledge is power that wisdom is is power of breaking free from that. That's what I've discovered at least
1: oh yes, oh yes, is it James one five if you if anyone needs wisdom Mm. understanding let him ask for it (laughs) and the lord will give it freely freely,
0: he will tell you and then you're like oh "Oh, that's oh he does he sure does yeah i love that one what do they do what do you have here for them erica as far as overcoming that trigger specifically so Mm. what do they do if they are finding that they're worried about failure
1: you know, I think you have to start paying attention to your excuses, right? So ask God to reveal the root. And then when you start realizing what that root is and how it's coming up, notice how you tend or are tempted to justify it because Mm -hmm. you will come up with, we're smart. We will come with so many ways to make sense of what you're saying and what you're feeling. And just pay attention to how you speak to your husband. Hey, you know, this is what I'm thinking. If you tell him like you want him to do something and in that moment he doesn't do it, why do you, why are you freaking out in your mind? Because you don't think he's going to do it, right? Like you think it's going to fall on you. It's going to mess up your day and all these other things. You have to pay attention to why you're justifying the things that you are irrationally fearful of, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and you have to come back, I think also to like where your trust lies, because if you don't trust that the Lord has you, if you don't trust that the person that you're in relationship honors you and respects you, if you don't trust that something will be taken care of, then you go into this mode of trying to make sure of trying to control the situation and see through the success on your own terms, you know?
0: Right. I love that so much. Paying attention to your excuses and really inventorying where your trust lies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I think just living it out, knowing that it's going to be a journey, right? Like anytime yeah. we break free of any of these and we have one more of these triggers, mm-hmm. you're not just, sometimes you can snap your fingers and be freed from them. But for me and probably for you, Erica, like these have been a lifetime oh, yeah. of growth. Oh, I'm yeah. like just how God works, how it's on his timeline. Mm-hmm. Every, It's like, I'm ready to take leaps and bounds and be free from something And he's like, you don't get to not learn through this growth process, Stephanie. Like you're going to learn every single inch of the way until we get to the freedom story for you. Like there's a testimony in the healing process. Mm -hmm. Just please know that as you're paying attention to your excuses, it's not to beat you up. And it's not, it's, it's, wow, this is information about, about me that I can begin to use. Mm Mm-hmm. To break, break free from this thing. And God's going to help you do that. So don't beat yourself up. It's not a shame thing. It's like, cool, I'm prideful sometimes. Amazing. Lord, can we work on that together? <laughs> yes. Take yeah. it. Take yeah. it away. Take it away. And not getting mad at yourself when you fall into it, right? Again,
1: mm-hmm. it's you're mm-hmm. human and it's normal. Yeah, yeah. Something you said actually stands out to me. I think sometimes we do have this feeling of shame. And you know, that's the enemy, right? And the only reason that I think we believe it is because we do feel remorseful, right? Like we feel bad. And that's the opportunity for repentance. You ask the Lord to forgive you. You lay it down at his feet and you tell him, I don't want this because I know it's not just harming me. Most of all, it hurts you. And we do not want to be separated from the Lord. Sin separates us from him. We want to be united to him. And it is simply an opportunity to use the data, the information, and you and I both like data, that is helping you to, to grow in your walk with him and not just honor him, but point others back to Jesus. Yeah.
0: I love that. That's so good. That's so good. And shame's another one that keeps you from him. Right. Oh, yes. It's just barriers. And so the sooner we go, you know what, God, I have this, this shame that I'm carrying around or, and I am sorry. And I want, but I also want to forgive myself mm-hmm. so that we don't have this barrier anymore. Mm-hmm. That's great. So what's the third trigger? So we have fear of the unknown. We have worry about failure. Mm-hmm. What's the next one?
1: Fear of conflict or rejection that's why I said three ish so mm-hmm. fear of conflict or or rejection, and you know think about this it, when your business grows, when anything grows, your relationships go deeper, you know you're happier in your marriage you're in deeper community and fellowship with people in your church family, when your family your you know your nucleus is is growing when any change happens everyone is affected, right? Like change doesn't just affect you. So the success of your business, let's just say, if we're thinking about business, mm-hmm. it doesn't just affect you. It affects your family. And sometimes the change is not something that those you are in relationship with are as comfortable or as excited about. Right. And, you know, if we're thinking just business-wise, since all of us are out here running a business, you know, business growth can lead to changes in relationships, right? And so that means that you are going to have to have harder conversations. That means there are going to be more gaps to be bridged. And a lot of people, especially the people I work with, they do not like Having hard conversations. They don't like conflict and they don't like that feeling of letting someone down or someone being upset with them because they feel like they're being rejected. And, you know, the problem is that with any change, your mind automatically starts thinking about the hard conversations you have to have. You know, maybe it's asking your spouse to help you more around the house and you know he's already tired or anything, right? Like your parents having to honor a boundary that now you have to set. And, those conversations, they are growth opportunities that of course are painful for everybody. Like you all have to learn how to work through that. And those conversations, they are intimidating. And sometimes we will shy away from them so that we can stay in that comfortable place, right? that place of feeling like we're good.
0: Yeah. And I think it is it's a hidden anxiety trigger. At least it was for me. It was like a self-induced mm-hmm. anxiety that I was bringing upon myself. I have a spe- literally specific laundry example that you just use about <laughs> asking your spouse. I had like at least 15 loads of clean laundry. I, I feel like maybe 10. Okay. I won't exaggerate too bad. Yeah. And I'm talking to a friend of mine and she's like, why don't you just go ask your family to help you? Mm. It's like, um, I don't know because they're doing something. They're busy. Like There's so much like angst around Mm -hmm. asking. And I had no idea why. And apparently it came down to this idea of rejection or conflict in this one area. Yeah, And so I had created so much anxiety for myself, one, because I'm carrying that literal load, pun intended, Mm -hmm. of everyone's laundry, (laughs) but also the one of being afraid to have conversations that open so many doors. And what I discovered about this is the second that I did go and ask, hey, would you guys mind helping out? It was a little bit of an evolution, but now we have laundry, laundry Thursday and everybody Mm. helped and we all put it away and it takes 30 minutes and it's not a big deal and it's totally fine. And I am so blessed by it. But what it really did is it started unlocking these doors to asking for what I needed and to having Mm. deeper, more vulnerable conversation. This one tiny thing that seemed so ridiculous that you would Mm. avoid it. There's meaning behind pushing through the discomfort in this one. Because yeah. God has other breakthrough on the other side of your of your ask. That's right. That's and so right. that one had, it had levels of anxiety for me. The self-induced anxiety. But, but anyway, it was so worth it. So what do you do about that one, Erica? What mm-hmm. do you do about number three? This worry about your conflict. And I, no one likes conflict. Who likes conflict? I hate it. I do tend to avoid it. But what I've learned is that the sooner... I can press into it in a really biblical way. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost always fine. It's mm-hmm. that we then it's the, that we then add the other fear on top of it, the one mm-hmm. fear of the unknown, yeah, or fear of this failure. Like we're starting to stack these triggers on top of each other. Yeah, triggers <laughs> <of just>, stacking. <laughs> let's just have this out, like in a biblical way, of course.
1: That's right. Yeah. So you always have to go to the Lord first, right? Like if you're anxious about anything, it is just an opportunity for us to recognize that we are trying to do something in our own strength This feedback. So take it to the Lord. And we always benefit from before we speak with anybody asking Holy Spirit to give us the words, because we want to invite the Lord into our conversations and not be in a place where we are trying to to have this safe space, like create this space where we're communicating and then it go if it doesn't go the way that we want it to go, we react, you know, in a fleshly way. So, you know, I think the first thing is going to the Lord. The second thing I think is to know what you want to communicate and not to sugarcoat it. Like so many people are confusing other people with what they're saying because they're not really saying it. Mm-hmm. And you and I are both straight shooters, so we don't have to worry about that. We have to tone it down as right. actually. <laughs> we have to be like, Lord, can you help me say this better? Right. But some people, they just don't know how to, with clarity, communicate what it is they're trying to say because they're afraid of offending someone. Mm-hmm. And, or being misunderstood, that's another one. People just want to make sure that their words are not twisted. Okay. And you know, I hate to break it to you, but you can't ensure that. Yeah. You can't guarantee that it's gonna land the way you deliver it. So having a clear understanding of what you're trying to communicate and then making sure that whatever it is that you are communicating, you agree with yourself in advance that you're not gonna force the person to get on the same page with you in that conversation. I think you have to be willing to circle back, just like we circle back with our, our clients or we circle back with our coworkers. You have to have an open door where you can just be like, you know what, we'll come back to this. You know, I love you and I don't wanna fight with you. I don't wanna, you know, lead this down a path that doesn't need to go just for the sake of getting my way or trying to make sure you get me, you yeah. know? hmm
0: yeah, that's so good. I love that. Lord first, praying, Holy Spirit, give me the words. Mm-hmm. I, and I will even like in the middle of a conflict of any kind, whether it's business or personal, I'll just say, Holy Spirit, please take control of uh, one, the situation, two, my words. And you can feel the whole atmosphere shift. Yes. And typically he'll ask me to just sit for a minute and be quiet and not say anything. <laughs> and right. it's funny to watch how then they start working in the other person as well. It's just mm-hmm. been really cool to watch that, to not come into any conflict, Flesh forward, always yeah. spirit forward. And then third, know what you want to communicate, which is another one for kind of pausing and really thinking through mm-hmm. what you're about to go have a conversation about, not just mm-hmm. spouting off. So these are so good, Erica. Now, um, is there anything you want to say, knowing that these women... They're growing their online businesses. There's so much going on for them in their lives. We've got really clear about these three triggers that they're going to be on the lookout for. They're going to be working through them with the tips and tricks that you gave them. Is there anything else in your heart do you want to share with them about the journey of walking through these anxieties and the heaviness that comes with trying to bear it all and just kind of any encouragement or words of wisdom for them?
1: You got to get in the word. I think you all... We all need to do less of the things that look like the world and do more of what Jesus did. You know, Jesus, he knew scripture, Jesus retreated. Like he had time with people where he was ministering to people and fellowshipping and loving on people. And he took time to get away and be with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And we need to make that a very very disciplined practice in our lives. We benefit from having a very nice balance of serving and resting. And it doesn't have to look like a 50-50 split, but it really doesn't need to look the way the world looks. In fact, I remember having a conversation with someone who said, if it looks like the world, it's probably not from the Lord. And I was like, hmm... (laughs) what you mean?
0: (laughs) I I know who said that because I think I heard the same thing and my brain exploded and I was like, that's so everything right there.
1: It's so good. It's so good. And, you know, the last thing I want to share, this is coming out of a book that I recently read. It was essentially stating that we try to do the, the Lord's work our way instead of doing the Lord's work the Lord's way. And if you are starting a business, if you're starting a family, if you are in the midst of a season where you're feeling these triggers come up and you're starting to take note of them, you know, I think you have to pause and ask, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? And how can I do it? the way you want me to do it? Like, can you show me what that looks like? Because sometimes we'll get the assignment and then we go back to doing it in our own strength and trying to figure it out our own way. So to know how he leads us to do things, you you need to be in his word and you need to be spending time with him so that you can hear from him and you have less noise.
0: That's so good. I think of it as like a posture of humility and dependence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, How do I just depend on you to see me all the way through this? So get in the word, retreat, finding that balance of serving and resting mm-hmm. and letting God lead you in the how. So amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you for blessing us today, my friend. And where can everybody come check out your podcast and learn a little bit more about hanging out with the Erica Diaz Castro.
1: Yay! So I'm at herrenewstrength.com. You have all the links to the podcast and everything that we've got going on over there. Podcast is Her Renew Strength, a podcast. And yeah, if you're looking for a community for Bible study, we do Bible study over on Facebook. And I know some people are like a little iffy on Facebook. So if you're not down with the get down, that's okay. But <laughs> I uh, I do some Bible study on the podcast. So you can head over there and tune in.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much, friend. I'll see you soon. I'll see you soon, baby. Bye. Psst, before you go, I cannot wait to tell you about something super exciting that is coming on Monday. Yes, Monday, the 23rd of January. Me and two of my friends have partnered together and we are going to be bringing you guys five courses For the price of one. Shh, don't tell anybody. It's going to be our little secret. But I want you to get ready. I want you to start praying and I want you to start thinking about what it would look like if you had the exact framework to follow over the next four months that was going to help you start your very own online business, get super clear, get organized in the back end of your business so that you could grow your audience. Having your very own podcast, knowing how to set it up, having someone to tell you what legalities you needed to take care of so that you literally just had to put one step in front of the other and you had three christian business coaches to walk you through i can't wait and i hope that you can't wait either keep your eyes peeled and your hearts open and be sure that you are right here on monday on the podcast and that you're on my email list you can get on the list by going to stephaniegas.com and opting in and we will be sending you all the details super soon you have fun or learn something, leave mama a review. Pretty please. I hope you love today's episode, friend. I pray it stretched you, challenged you, or grew you in some way. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else who's been praying for a business breakthrough? It would also bless me big if you take 30 seconds and leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts. Lastly, come watch my free workshop where I'll teach you how to grow your online business in less than two hours a week using podcasting. Watch right now at podcastforgrowth.com. I'll see you in a few days. God bless.